Hello everyone, welcome to DSD Presents Twin Peaks, part 15. My name's John. My name's Nick. Hi Nick, good to see you again. You too, John. Another week, another episode of Twin Peaks. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're getting to the uh, down to the nitty gritty side of it now, part 15. This is, like, I'm sure there's three more parts in the but just two more episodes. I believe so, yeah, part 16 next week, then the uh, double bill for the last week, so... Yeah, we're nearly there, so are you okay if we just jump straight into it? Definitely, yeah. Episode breakdown, right. Got a few notes there this week, but I quite enjoyed how it went last week. It was a bit more freeform, wasn't it? You know, a bit a bit looser. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my notes aren't in-depth, they're literally just, just bullet points. Well, so uh, yeah, you'll yeah. get to go with that. Okay, we pick up in Twin Peaks, uh, and we pick up with Nadine walking down like a, the, the main kind of like road with her golden shovel. Yes, we do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Looks like she's on a mission. <laughs> and she walks to Big Ed's uh, gas farm. She does, yeah. Uh, and basically, when she gets there, she comes out of nowhere, this, but... I mean, are they still together? I, I wasn't even sure of the art, to be I'm honest. guessing that's what the point was. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I got from it, anyway. Just with Big Ed, the, the other week, we saw Big Ed just alone at the gas the gas farm. And Nadine is always at the uh, drape store. <laughs> what was it called again? <laughs> uh, run silent, run drape. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Quite a good one. Uh yeah, so I guess they are still together after all this time, but Nadine feel, has had, like, an epiphany. Yeah, I feel like Ed, like, he seems to have given his life up just to, like, make her happy kind of thing. does feel that way, doesn't it? Even uh, though, like, it's not what he's ever wanted. Yeah. I think he does love Nadine, but his true love is, is Norma. And always has been. Yeah. Uh, and Nadine basically tells him, uh, I've, I've been selfish for all these years, you know, wanting you when you, you know... You weren't fully com- not fu- not not fully committed, but when you weren't fully into the relationship, kind of thing. She said something along the lines of, "I tricked you, uh, or I've been manipulating it." That yeah. Day. I, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I, I might have got it completely wrong, but I, I I kind of thought that. I was like, I wonder if that means that like that um, episode she had mm. um, in the original series where she kind of went a bit loopy and, went, and she got super strength. Oh wait, so I, I was going to say, like, I was wondering if that could be, like, manipulation, but if she got super strength, then it doesn't... Well, I think it might play a part still, because we'll, we'll meet another character later on who has super strength for, for no real reason. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back to that, though, later. But do you remember that from the old show? She could, like, throw cheerleaders yeah. 50 miles and stuff. Do you remember that, yeah? Yeah, uh, that hasn't really come up so far in the show, that side of it, but... No. She basically tells Ed that she's been selfish and she wants him to, to go and do what he wants to do kind of thing, which yeah. is to be with Norma. Is, uh, there's a part of me thinking, is this because she's now in love with Dr. Amp? <laughs> that's right. That's, <laughs> that's right. what I'm thinking. <laughs> I took that from it, yeah. So I don't know whether it's like uh, her being like purely unselfish or whether she just found somebody better. And, <laughs> you know, she'll let him go and do what he wants to do. Oh, now. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's found the perfect guy kind of thing. Yeah. Because she, she has been obsessing a bit over him. Yeah. Listening to his show every week, buying his <laughs> golden shovels. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he, she tells him that and then sets off walking back home, I think. Did she give him the shovel? Oh, I don't know, actually. I mean, yeah, I don't know if, you know, if, it's, if it's important, but I was wondering if you did. Yeah, I'm not sure. No, we lead from there. Ed goes straight to uh, the R&R diner. Do, like, you see his car, right? Do, 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 do you see his car like, screeching around corners? Like, <laughs> so, yeah. As if he's like... Dying to get uh, Making a beeline straight there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Uh, and he heads straight for the diner. I, I love this whole scene, uh, just the way it plays out. Yeah. Uh, he, he gets to the diner, confronts Norman and says, finally, we can be together. Nadine's 
let me go kind of thing. And at first, Norma is like, well, you know, I'm sorry, I've got business. I can't think of the guy's name now, but he turns up. Wallace or something? Is that what it, is that what it was? I don't know, I might be making yeah, it Yeah, or Walter maybe. Something like who, that. Who's dealing with the franchising of the diner. And it almost feels like she's rebuffing him at first. And Ed just sits down at the, at the like the bar, just his head in his hands with his eyes shut. And uh, Norma goes to meet. Just, he, like, I don't know if you were going to bring this up in the set, but when it, when he was sat down, um, a, a waitress came and asked him what he wanted. I found this funny. And he went, um, oh, just a coffee, please, and a cyanide pill. <laughs> 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 I found that funny. <laughs> That's good. And then uh, Norma deals with the, the franchise guy tells him I'm not interested in the franchise anymore you can buy me out I just want to run this place because she was getting a bit uh, disillusioned the other week when he was telling her that you you know you can cut back on your pie ingredients that yeah. kind of thing she wasn't too happy with that so she gets her way gets the franchise guy to buy her out and as soon as he leaves I, I love the scene where it cuts back to Ed uh, on, on his stool at the, I guess it's a bar you know like a diner bar kind of thing and he's just, just sat there with his eyes shut as if he's just wishing for something to happen almost kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. You know, you notice that. And it hangs on him for like about a minute, I think. He just sat there with his eyes shut. And uh, Norman just puts a hand on his shoulder. He's got a smile on his face. And uh, yeah, they're, they're finally together again. And he, he proposes to her, like, will you marry me kind of thing. Took 25 years, but the the relationship has finally happened. Even longer than that, because they were like high school sweethearts. Oh, they? God, yeah. So in the old show, they were like, probably about, I think they're both pushing 50. And, you know, so, like, the, the, before that, they were, like, 30 years before that, of them yeah. being, like, on again, off again, high school sweethearts kind of thing. Uh, so they're finally together. But I just love that whole scene, like, the music yeah. builds and swells and stuff, like. Yeah, and uh, Shelley's just, just stood there watching them, you know, yeah. uh, be together. Uh, that's one of the things I love about Twin Peaks. It feels like you're just watching, like, nice people leading nice lives kind of yeah, thing, yeah. you know, like, that, that side of it anyway, not the, uh, <laughs> the demonic uh, Black Lodge side of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I loved all that. That, that, that was fantastic. Uh, we then go from there to, uh, we pick up with a bit of electrical noise in the background. It's just really weird, like, dark road, and it's Evil Cooper yeah, yeah. driving to what we presume is the location from last week that he got told by uh, Ray, I think it was. He told him, like, a, a, a place called the, the Dutchlands or something like that. I can't remember oh, the actual yeah, name yeah. of it. And uh, Ray was like, but it doesn't exist. I don't know where it is. And uh, Evil Coop went, I know where it is. I just shot him dead. Uh, and so he's headed there now. He gets there, and it's the convenience store. Oh, yeah. Yep, from uh, well, from the whole set, from the old film Firewalk mm. With Me. It's been all over the series. I think, uh, I think it's it's flashed up, hasn't it, on a, a lot of scenes throughout this season? Oh, excuse me. Like, um, yeah. like every time we've seen, like, the like I think... It looks like a gas station, doesn't it? Or is that? Am I thinking of the same place? It actually does. I'm sure they've got a gas pump outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it says at the top convenience store, but it's like an old fifty style convenience store, maybe yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, and there are woodsmen all dotted around this place. He walks in, tells one of the woodsmen, "I want to talk to Philip Jeffries." And uh, through a long protracted scene, they take him like out back, and there's then like a weird courtyard that he walks across. Yeah. very slowly towards another entranceway on the other side and he, he can't open the door but this, this weird woman yeah. comes scuttling over and then she's like I can unlock the door for you but she's such a weird looking person I don't know why but I mean 
I feel like she reminds me of a woman from Mulholland Drive and it's going back to something you said earlier, like very earlier on in, in these podcasts that, that like it might have some sort of a connection some weird there. connection I mean because I remember some woman in, in a similar looking court, courtyard yeah. in Mulholland Drive helping someone into a thing and I, that's where I that's, yeah I don't know yeah the, I've got to make the main thing I was thinking of you mentioned Mulholland Drive just the way he had to walk from that building to the next one, and this weird ominous walk. Yeah. It reminded me of the bit where they walk out from the uh, from the diner in that one to yeah. the back of the to the back of the store yeah, where yeah. the homeless woman kind of thing was, which looked like a woodsman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and the actual guy in that scene is a guy we're going to come back to later on in this show as well. The actor, at least, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is in the show later on. Uh, yeah, so uh, he lets he let so she lets Evil Cooper into the building. Uh, he goes in and meets Philip Jeffries, which is David Bowie. Now being portrayed as like a giant, almost like kettle letting off steam kind of thing. Yeah, it's almost like a boiler or something. Wasn't yeah, it? Some weird a, bit of a little things. spout coming. Off. Like you say, <laughs> it's just a kettle or something. It's but... weird. <laughs> and uh, like when he talks, there's a weird little circular, like steam circle thing that pops yeah. out the uh, out of this kettle thing and uh he has this weird conversation with with the bowie kettle <laughs> and obviously someone's doing an impersonation of bowie's voice from firewalk with me yeah but we have a flashback to the, the scene from firewalk with me at least the missing pieces anyway i don't know if it's actually in the film or not where he says uh bowie says i don't want to talk about judy he points at Coo- the, who he thinks is Evil Cooper, yeah, which is yeah. him, says, I don't want to talk about Judy. Uh, and in this scene, Evil Cooper is talking to him in in the show, wants him to, wants to tell him, is asking him where Judy is. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, the, the, I'm sure I mentioned this on the actual movie podcast. It's, it flashes back this. Do you remember the scene at the very end of the film? It flashed to a gorilla. Uh, a gorilla, sorry, a monkey. <laughs> it flashes to a, like a really weird shot of a monkey's face really close up. And it whispers Judy. I actually don't remember that. That's what no. Firewalk with me. I think I mentioned it on the on our, the pod we did. Yeah. But at the time, you're just like, what the hell does that mean? I just don't have no idea kind of thing. No, it makes a bit more sense. It makes a bit more sense now. Do you want me to jump into it now or shall I come back to it later? By all means, jump into it. I'm... The thing was, it was a monkey that, that said the word Judy. The woman in the jail cell with no eyes is making like monkey noises. Oh, God, yeah. Do you not remember that? You're saying that she's like... Like weird, like... Oop. She Judy then. That's the theory. But there's also another name we're going to come back to. I will come back to that one, other one later on when we get to it. But okay. So maybe she, he, she is who Cooper is looking for. Maybe, maybe that's what will lead, lead him to Twin Peaks. Maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the I, I didn't I didn't get the whole bit at the start of the conversation where Bowie, the Bowie Kettle's like, uh, he asked him a question and he, he answers the, uh, the question about the time in the Philadelphia office, what he said to him. And the Bowie Kettle's like, oh, maybe you are the, the actual Cooper then. Yeah. But the weird thing was, in that scene in the film, he didn't think that Cooper in Philadelphia was the actual Cooper. So why would he think him relaying what he said to him in that scene would, would make him the actual Cooper? Because he never thought he was the real Cooper in the first place. True, do, you know, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, no. So he's, saying, yeah. he's pointing out going, who do you think that is? That's not who you think he is. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I see what you're yeah, saying. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I, I, it's a weird disconnect there. I didn't really get that. Yeah. But basically, the the essential thing is that Evil Coop says, "Can I, I want to phone Judy and talk to her?" The phone rings, and when he picks it up, he's transported back outside again. Before we get to that, though, he he gives him the number of something, mm. and 
unless I'm mistaken, this was the number on the on the power, um, power thing uh, on the power on, cable uh, cables uh, poles, pole on the on, poles. But that was the one on the last episode, I think. Yeah, I think it shot to it like for a scene, uh, and and this was the exact number yeah. that. So like that, maybe that's how we'll get there or something. I don't know. Like, yeah. like I mean, I think it's pretty much confirmed that they all travel through power lines yeah, now. Yeah. But maybe that's how they get around. Like they have like numbers to, for locations, kind of thing. Take me to telephone pole five, you know, yeah, maybe. that kind of thing. So yeah, that could be that could be it. I think it's something like four three six one or something, or you know, the actual full number on the telephone pole. Was it? So I think that's what the, I'm definitely remember seeing a four there. What, so, really? In the, yeah, in the, the smoke. Up, in the smoke, I think. Oh, yeah. I thought it was like two two five six one. Oh, that might be it. <laughs> you, might be, you might be right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that could be it. To be honest with you, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much what he's going to do. He's going to go to Twin Peaks. Yeah. And move into the end game of whatever plan, whatever plan he's got got going. But like you say, uh, the phone rang. Yeah phone rang and it teleports him back outside the building yeah, yeah. and the convenience store in a really protracted way just eventually disappears after about a minute of it just like flickering did, back and forth did it, I don't think he did it straight away did it no there's another scene just before that where he leaves first and is confronted outside by Richard Horn yeah that was it yeah and he's holding him at gunpoint and he's saying to him I know, I know who you are I've seen you before in my mother's photos and he says, who's your mother? And he's like, Audrey Horn. <laughs> Big bombshell. We've been onto this for a few yeah. while, I think, that uh, Audrey Horn's his mother, so therefore is Evil Coop confirmed his as his dad? I don't know. If, see, we've not we've not had it confirmed yet that she mm. was right. That, that, that's that's the theory, though, isn't Definitely it? Definitely been now. If he is father and son have been reunited. So. I mean... This, he, as they were leaving, he said, like, get in, the, get in the truck. You know, after he beat him down, yeah. Um, he said, get in the truck, we'll talk on the way kind of thing. So maybe, maybe he'll say to him, like, yeah. hey, son. <laughs> Papa's home. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I, I loved all that. I thought, what a great opening for the show, those two scenes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we then go from there to, right... I've not looked into this, to be honest with you, so I could be talking complete rubbish here, but... We meet Stephen, who was Becky's mad boyfriend, who's on drugs and stuff. Oh, God, yeah. In the woods with a gun. And the woman who we believe he's been cheating with. But her name is Gersten Hayward, which the, the name Hayward from the old TV show, from Madonna, Laura's friend, she was Donna Hayward. Yeah. So whether she's like a younger sister of hers or I don't think, I think she's told to be a daughter probably. But. Who would you reckon? Well, maybe not. Maybe Audrey Horn. She, I think, just because she looks a bit older, maybe, but she could be younger. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wish I'd looked into this more, to be honest with you. But yeah, yeah. So that's a theory there. She could be connected to the uh, the Haywood family. Maybe, yeah. Uh, but I don't really get what the point of the scene was, other than Stephen and her in in the woods having a breakdown by the look of it with a gun. A dog walker comes across them and is startled when he, he realizes that he has a gun and stuff. Uh, and he he runs off, and he hear a gunshot. Yeah, go off afterwards. And like she, she's obviously hysterical because mm. because he's literally just just moments before been talking about well saying that he's gonna shoot himself in the head. Yeah. So um, like she's obviously hysterical. But we we didn't actually conf- see any confirmation of him actually killing himself. No, we didn't. I mean, that's what I'm worried about because the dog walker. We find out that we're near the Fat Trout trailer park. Yeah, yeah. And the dog walker goes back and finds Carl Rod. 
and it looks like he's going to go into the woods to try and help, but he could be getting dragged into something here, you know, yeah, like yeah. He, he could be getting bumped off or something. Uh, I mean, he's 91, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, great, yeah, great character, he's a great character. I like that yeah. character. <laughs> Again, just seems like a really nice guy, don't he, uh, from the other stuff we've seen. Mm-hmm. So we leave, we leave that scene there where Carl looks like he's going to go and investigate so what's going yeah, on. Yeah. In the woods, I mean, I think everything might culminate in, the, in this final finale, in the woods with a load of characters all coming together kind of thing. Mm, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, that'd be good. Uh, we then cut to another good scene at the roadhouse. We get ZZ Top on on the radio. <laughs> Do you notice this? Like, they're not on stage or anything. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like it's introduced by that guy, and he's like, he's like, oh, um, yeah, ZZ in, Top. In, introducing ZZ Tops and then whatever song. And he it cranks was. the volume up on this big carbon <laughs> monitor. Uh, but everyone's having a good time, and it cuts to Renee. Excuse me, who is the girl who James was flirting with in a few episodes? Yes, yes. And she's with a husband, we find out. She's married with a husband. And James and oh, the English guy, I don't know his name. I should have got. I should have made a oh, name. Oh, God, yeah, but the one with the, the rubber the power glove. glove yeah. The power glove, yeah. <laughs> they walk in and James is like, oh, Renee, you know, letting on to her. And the husband must be know, must know what's going on kind of thing, or at least yeah. that he's keen on her. Yeah, yeah. And flips out. And we get to see the English dude's loving action. <laughs> but like, when the husband stands up, he's like, "Oh, leave her alone," kind of thing. And James is like, "I think James actually says like, like, oh no, like, like, I mean, no, I just like her." I yeah. was like, "What? Well, why are you telling that to the husband?" I thought, I'm sorry, I just like her. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like you say, um, he starts beating down James, but um, it's short-lived. <laughs> yeah, he's got him on the floor kicking him, and then the English dude warns him don't go any further and he just like delivers one of those weird punches to the <laughs> to the head of both of them yeah you hear like a, a horrible like sound and they're just both on the floor frothing frothing at the mouth and stuff yeah. james is like oh i'm so sorry renee <laughs> but yeah just just a weird scene uh, this that's not the guy you're talking about who has the superhuman strength the english dude like, because you know, talking about... Um, oh, so yeah, that's what I meant. Superhuman strength with yeah, the punch, yeah. yeah. Like Nadine had back in the old show kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know whether there's, there's any genuine connection there yeah, or not. You know may, what I mean? Maybe but there might be, yeah. Maybe Nadine will still have that strength or something, but... Maybe, maybe. Yeah, so uh, that happens, and we're led to believe that the police come and take James and the English dude away. Oh, God, yeah. I really wish I'd got his name. <laughs> Next week, I'll definitely have his Let's name. Let's call him English dude. English dude. <laughs> uh, okay, we then cut, cut from there to a little scene where cut to the FBI, and this, this eccentric FBI agent gets told by one of his uh, staff that we've finally got Dougie Cooper. We've got him and his kids in custody in this room it's like him and his kids kids because <laughs> you know it's clearly it's not Dougie Cooper yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just walks in it's like an old guy with like a whole family stood, stood around him and the, the little staff guy just like shuffles away quickly before. <laughs> so the, the FBI is still looking for Dougie Cooper yeah, but yeah. I don't know what that's that the, that's the Las Vegas um, department though isn't it because that's not Cole and that also, um, yeah, that's nothing to do with Cole. Yeah, because yeah, like, a like he, well, he rang them up and asked them to do it, but it's, he's not got any control over it. So. Yeah, so uh, we, we leave that there, but we, we know that the FBI is still on the case, but they're not having much much looking tracking him down. No. We then go from there to just check my notes. 
to uh, back in Vegas where we pick up with Duncan. It's called Duncan Todd, like a Vegas kind of like casino mob boss. Oh, the mob boss, yeah. Behind a desk with a little help called Roger, who's been throughout the whole series. They're just taking out, taking care of a little business. And Jennifer Jason Lee uh, walks in and just, just shoots them both. Well, you think point blank dead at first, but then like one of them starts. Like gasping. Like, gasping, <laughs> yeah. She's <laughs> like, oh, for God's sake. And turns around well, and finishes the best, The best thing is, though, she's on the phone to someone. She's like, oh, hiya. Yeah. Mm. And then like she, you hear the gasping. She's like, oh, one minute. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, that's good. But the guy, Duncan Todd, who's behind the desk, that's the guy from Mulholland Drive, the one who walks out behind the the, the uh, diner right. and had like a heart attack or something when he spotted yeah. the uh, the Woods girl, let's call her. But like, I feel like, I love, like he, his entire head was missing from the scene, wasn't it, though? Yeah, he's he, totally different <laughs> way, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's the end of Duncan Todd. He was, he was out trying to kill. I mean... I don't get what the whole long con is for Evil Cooper because he's getting people to do dirty work for them then getting other people to, to wipe out them kind of do you know what I mean like yeah. covering his tracks it happened earlier in the show when like he had like help from like Ray and that mechanic guy was he called Mike or something yeah and a girl as well and they helped him at first and then afterwards he, he started bumping them off uh, so yeah it's like covering his tracks almost yeah. uh, so they bump, bump off them too and we have a weird little scene with uh, Tim Roth and Jennifer Jason Lee eating just fast food in in the truck, yeah, eating yeah. like a burger or something. And Jennifer Jason Lee's complaining that she's not touched anyone for like <laughs> for like three months or something. Yeah. And Tim Roth's trying to be a bit more like, you know, oh well, it's just it's not been working out that way. You know, you've just got to do what the job job's got to do, kind of thing. You know, it's not a really chance to torture anyone. But <laughs> she's not happy about it. But yeah, just another little weird scene. <laughs> I think he cheers her up though with. Uh... Dessert, doesn't it? Oh, he does, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, I've right. got your dessert. Oh, you know me. I love you and all this jazz. Yeah, she looks the bag and goes, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. that. Good. Uh, so we know that they're out the picture now, Duncan, Todd and Roger. We then cut back to the jail cell. I feel like this is going to be a super, a super, super short episode because like, we're nearly there already. You know, like, there's just okay. the scenes now are just so kind of... Like that, that first one with Ed and Nadine, it went on for like 10, 15 minutes. It did, didn't it, yeah. So there wasn't, you know, but there wasn't a massive point to get to at the end of it. He's just taking his time to doing stuff like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to this on the Game of Thrones pod that we do. For some reason, for some reason, when David Lynch takes his time with stuff, I don't mind it. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm just loving watching how the scene's playing out. But in Game of Thrones, when they take the time doing stuff, it feel it doesn't feel the same. I can't put my finger no, on how. I, I actually know what you mean. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I, I can't put my finger on how like Lynch gets away with it, kind of thing. Because we're going to. I think I think it's the shots though. It's the shots and the music. It, it's all done really nicely in in Twin Peaks. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's done really yeah, like nice. Enjoy looking at the scene. That's what I mean. I, I I enjoy just watching like some like I've seen. Obviously, there's been scenes where you're just literally watching a person just do nothing. Yeah. For 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 like five minutes or something, and you know, or just eat a cake or something for well, like five minutes. Can I just jump ahead to that scene? I know it's not out of order, but jump ahead to Dougie Cooper eating chocolate cake yeah yeah I timed that it was something like nearly five minutes of just watching well, him eat that, chocolate cake that's like, what I mean I like but like what I was doing is watching him um, eat chocolate cake and and it's shot so beautifully and so nicely that like I enjoy watching it for yeah, five I'm minutes the same. I'm just like, hey, it's, 
enjoying that chocolate cake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, like it, I, 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 I'm pretty confident like the way it's been filmed is part of it, but I'm, I'm not sure. It might, it's probably to do with the acting as well. Like it's just done so well, every bit of it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not, not, I'm not saying that Game of Thrones, um, going back to that, is isn't filmed amazingly. Isn't hasn't got amazing actors. I just don't think they've they've quite got it. No, Done. I agree with you. I mean, it, it is that comparison, really. For me, like Lynch, I mean, he is an artist, you know what I mean? It, Lynch is such a a master of visuals kind of thing, you know, like he's more interested in visuals yeah, and, yeah. and stuff like that than actual storytelling. So when he does something like that, compared to like the latest Game of Thrones episode, it was directed by Alan Taylor, yeah, yeah. who was the genius behind Terminator Salvation and, <laughs> and Thor 2, you know what I mean? So it's not as if, like, they were, for me, they're not on the same plane. No, kind of no, not at all. Handling, you know handling the scene kind of thing so not that Alan Taylor's dreadful or anything but like it's just not David Lynch you know what yeah, I mean yeah. that's the difference but yes we'll jump to this bit Dougie Cooper's enjoying chocolate cake for five minutes <laughs> and does he t- oh he turns he's trying to turn the TV on for about five minutes as well isn't he just well, pushing random I, I don't even know if he's trying to he doesn't know what he's doing he's just because he kind of moves the salt I think or the pepper yeah, the, um, oh, just yeah. slightly to the right and, yeah. and then he just carries on eating and then he just he just presses a random button on the on the remote and then I think he does it again and then the third time, but on the third time he presses the on button and some some old black and white film. Yeah, I didn't actually know what this was, but I looked into it today. Did he pick up why he was so shocked at one point when something happens? I, f- I feel like it was something he said, wasn't it? The guy mentions Gordon Cole. That was it, in the yeah. Film, yeah. yeah. And that's a character from Sunset Boulevard. Uh, I only... I've never seen Sunset Boulevard. I googled it today and found yeah, out what yeah. it was. Uh, and Gordon, there's a character called Gordon Cole in that. Oh, really? But hearing that name clicks something with yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. And you can hear the uh, the power socket. Electrical yeah, like, buzzing. Yeah, buzzing again. And he gets his cake fork, <laughs> tries to stick it into the, the power port, then turns it round and proper wedges it in. <laughs> And blows himself up. <laughs> Pretty much, you hear, you hear um, Mrs. Mrs. Um, Dougie, Mrs. Jones, um, scream, yeah, no. and then all the lights go off. And I think you hear little uh, Junior, yeah, Sunny Jim, yeah, <laughs> Sunny Jim, like, like, oh, what's bloody, what's happened? <laughs> yeah, and uh, you've been mentioning this for a few weeks now. At the start of the scene. Naomi Watts is like, you know, oh, what's that? We're living in a dream world kind of thing. All our dreams are coming true. Yeah. And you've said for a while it's all going to come crumbling down at some point, and I think this will be it. It's it's not even particularly that it's going to come crumbling down. Well, yeah, it is what I'm about. It's just just that, like, I feel like it's all coming together and she thinks she's got this perfect life, but then um, Cooper's going to come back into himself and, and, and he's going to have to just be like, yeah, sorry, it's actually none of this is real. Like, I'm not even the person you think I yeah. am. <laughs> yep, see you later. <laughs> Just be a, Bye. <laughs> I need to go and save the world. <laughs> <laughs> so she'll be devastated when she finds out that. I, f- I feel that's what it's been like this entire time. It's just been like building up this amazing thing and it's just going to have to destroy it for her. Yeah, have to leave. As far, as far as I know, Dougie Jones is no more, so. Yeah. I predicted back in like episode two or three or something that. It'd be part 15 before we get, like, good, proper Cooper back. It's going to be even later than that. It'll be next week now, I think. <laughs> Literally, it'll be either the second to last episode. Well, third to last, technically. Yeah. But, um, like, yeah, it's going to be very late on in the uh, 
in this season. So we're both presuming that when he wakes up from this, he'll be back to Cooper again. I'm not. I'm not presuming. I'm. I'm, I'm hoping more than anything. Yeah. Uh, like, like I do want to see a bit more Dale Cooper. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking. But he's done a thing in a way that I don't always like it when when it happens in films. But he's made. He's almost treated Dougie Dougie Cooper. God, Dale Cooper. <laughs> He's almost treated Dale Cooper like a prize kind of thing. Like, you have to wait all this time to yeah, get him. When yeah. you finally get him, it's like, yes, he's back. Uh, I don't always like that in films, but, for, again, for some reason, Lynch... He does it, doesn't he? He can get away with it. Yeah. Lynch works perfectly when he, when he does it. I love it. Yeah. So, hopefully, next week, proper Cooper is back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just jump back a scene to uh, the Twin Peaks Sheriff Department, where James and the English dude are put in a cell with... Well, a different cell to Chad, who's still in there. Yeah. The weird parrot guy who's just repeating everything that people say. Yep. And even when them two see him, they're like, what the, what the hell? <laughs> what is going on with that guy? And, 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 and who are now assuming is Jude? Either Judy or... Judy, sorry. Or Ruby, as she might be credited, or Nido or Nido. She's credited as... Well, I don't know if it's Ruby. her or not, you see. The name's at the end, but I don't know if that's her or not. Uh, and another name, uh, either Nado or Naido, Japanese. Uh, but we're going to come back to that as well. So, <laughs> so it could, okay. be, could be any of those ones, really, any of those three. Uh, okay. Nothing much really happens in that scene other than you get weird monkey noises again from the woman. The guy's repeating everything that's said. Chad's just going, let me out, I'm going mad. <laughs> and obviously uh, James and the other guy notice... Judy, Ruby, or Naoko. And it's like, what, yeah, what's that? Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff on her eyes and what have you. Yeah, so uh, we then go from there to uh, one of the biggest scenes for me in this whole series, uh, the log lady dying. Yeah. She phones Hawk again, uh, and they have the, this conversation where She's just telling them that, you know, I'm going to die, but uh, there is no real death. It's just like moving on to another chapter. Or they aren't the I right think words. She, I but... think she said, um, you know that um, death's not the end. It's it's just another way of being or something. Yeah, like a change or something. It's just like, a, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, just the impact of it, because the actual actress was dying. She was, like, literally months away from death in real life. Like, her playing that part, you know, it must have been so surreal for I know yeah. I mean must have been so surreal for the people filming, filming it. it as well yeah like that, that 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 would have killed me that um, watching that being filmed I found it really emotional uh, same, yeah. excuse me this is the thing that Lynch does I'm sure I've mentioned it before but he gets earnest performances out of people where again if anyone else did it this way people would say it was bad acting George Lucas does this in the Star Wars films and people th- call it bad acting yeah say that they're too wooden and too like you know kind of emotion not emotionless but just too earnest <laughs> you know yeah. but Lynch for me just nails it kind of thing it gets the emotion over more to me oh, yeah. when they're more just earnest like that you know uh, it happened earlier in the season when Bobby Briggs saw Lower Palmer's picture yeah. that burst out crying kind of thing and there was another crying scene as well which which you said the same thing about yeah I can't remember who can't it was but that. I remember I just remember talking about the yeah, yeah, but I know what you mean. Like it, it almost yeah, I love it. With, with yeah, I love the way he handles it. And the the ultimate takeaway from this is she tells Hawk to look out for someone that she warned him about. Yeah, Evil Cooper. Is that know? what she said? She didn't give a name. She just said, "Remember to look out for that person I told you that about." Person I told you about. And it's something like uh, 
on Mount, Mountain Pine or some pine, pine Mountain or something uh, like that. It was like, like, it's like Blueberry Pie Mountain. It was like yeah. pie or something. It was definitely blue in there. And there blue, pine blue, in pie, blue Pie Mountain or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, she's told to look out for someone. But she just says goodnight. The implication being they know she's going to die. Kind of. Oh, she mentions that a log's turning gold as well. Yeah, it's not... We've seen gold all over the city. It was when Dougie Jones turned yeah. up to a little gold ball and stuff. and yeah, Golden so shovels. Golden shovels, yeah. So all over it. So, yeah, uh, the guys are in the like the uh, the, office, the sheriff's boardroom kind of thing. And Hawk joins them and just tells them that uh, the log lady's died kind of thing. And it's really emotional. They're all... Devastated. Lucy is right in tears, isn't she? Yeah. I think I think he says a name, doesn't he? I, I feel bad, but I actually don't know her name. I want to say Margaret Coulson, but I don't know if that's the actress or not. I think yeah. that's the actual actress. I think it is. Yeah. I think because, yeah, I can't remember her name now, but like, Hot goes in and says, like, her name and says she died. And Lucy says, like, the oh, the log lady, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, that was good. It is emotional. And, like, the uh, sheriff takes his hat off. And it finishes on a shot of Hawk, just like, just really sombre. And it transitions into like an aerial shot over the over the uh, woods and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Really liked how that was handled. But yeah, I loved that scene. Uh, we're pretty much wrapping up now, to be honest with you. We then go from there to, you mentioned earlier about uh, Nadine manipulating Ed for so long. I think we can pretty much confirm now that Audrey has been manipulated by... This dude Charlie, who she's married to, yeah. in like a sham marriage or something. We cut to these two, and they're, they're finally on the way. We've had like three episodes of them like trying to head to the roadhouse. Yeah. <laughs> they're finally on the way to go out, and again, Charlie. I feel like looking back now, he's just been manipulating her the whole time. Remember, like a couple of episodes ago, he he got her to doing something else by by pretending to phone Tina. He's like, "Do you want me to phone Tina?" And she's like, "Uh, you want me to phone Tina right now?" And like an event, you know, eventually he just yeah, twisted yeah. it around to how he wanted it to be, kind of thing. In this one, he's like, Audrey, put on your coat. And she's like, You don't need your coat, you know, I'm going to the roadhouse. He's like, Audrey, if you don't put your coat on, I'm taking mine off. We're going back. You know what I mean? You know I mean? He's just like manipulating yeah, yeah. the whole thing because he doesn't want to go out. I don't think like, by the sound of yeah, it. Yeah. And I feel like uh, Audrey finally sees through it, maybe. Uh, I feel like she, she's, she's known it for a while because, like, what happens at the end of the scene is yeah. she's pretty. On top of him strangling him, isn't she? Yeah, so I don't know what Audrey's heading to the roadhouse for. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know what... It must culminate, with, you know, in the finale We're going to see... I mean, at that particular moment, I believe James... Like, I don't... See, this is actually a thing. In this episode, it was confirmed that the time is... Um, is different definitely because like yeah. I, I was supposed to mention this sorry but like going right back to the beginning of the episode um when cooper was getting in the truck he sent the text las vegas question yeah. mark so it's confirmed that we've um, already seen the uh the reply to we, we, we've, it's confirmed that this is all like just skew with all the timeline so I'm, I'm gonna come back to that in a minute as well uh but i was thinking just thinking that then because uh, this audrey thing We've seen other scenes where, like, nights have passed. Like, James has been doing one thing and now he's in the jail cell. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Two weeks ago, he was singing at the, the roadhouse. Then yeah, he was yeah. uh, working with the English dude. Now he's been locked up after punching someone at the roadhouse. Whereas Audrey, it seems, has spent the last three episodes in the same half an hour. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just trying to get out of the house kind of thing. Like, uh, so it's very strange, but it's clearly got a reason for it. But 
And in terms of the time, we then cut to the roadhouse and we meet a character who I believe is called Naido or Nado. Is this, is this the one you think is? Yeah. yeah. Uh, sat in the roadhouse. She seems to almost be skulking, doesn't she? Yeah. She's at a table and two like big guys come in wanting to sit at the table. And she's like, I'm waiting for someone. And they just pick her up and just put her on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> good. <laughs> and it's just very strange. She starts crawling on her hands and knees in between the people. And eventually just like shrieks. Like, and this could be Judy. Like, uh, And in terms of time being out of order, is this Naido or Nado? Is this who's going to end up in the jail cell with no eyes kind of thing? Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's the theory at the moment, I think. So Really? Well, that's what's online today. That's very interesting. If the time's out of order, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm, like I say, it's pretty much 100% confirmed now that the uh, time's out of order, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it could be that. So we'll, well, I'm sure we'll have that confirmed next week or something, but yeah, that's the final scene. We then cut back to the uh, that weird courtyard at the convenience store for the credits. And as you mentioned today in work, it ends with it changes to just a shot of that woman just stood in like stood a doorway. In the thing, yeah, that creepy woman. From Debbie, have you gone back and watched that? Yeah, then? saw that after you mentioned yeah. it before. Checked it out at work on lunch. Yeah, so uh, pretty much covered it. I think pretty much covered it. Um, I mean, it's been a short one, but I'd like to hear what your theories are so far for the. Uh, Coming episode, yeah, what do you think we're going to see? Or I've, got, I've generally got no idea how this will no. finish. You know, anything could happen, I think. I I, I don't think uh, Lynch will let us down. I'm, well, I'm hoping he will. I'm hoping we're going to get a good... Because yeah. I'm pretty sure, like I've read, it's been confirmed that they're not doing any more. Like the, the sh- Showtime don't want to do another season kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, Which I'm kind of gutted about because... I'd love some more now after watching this. No, I would. I, yeah. I would love to carry on watching it myself, but um, I think it's been confirmed that this is it. It's a standalone series. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that David Lynch will give us a, a, a good ending to all of this. Yeah, you never know. Maybe in 25 years when Lynch is 96, he might come back and <laughs> do another return oh, or something. Yeah. Oh, at least leave it 10 years. Like, yeah. I want him to still be alive. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I've got literally no idea what's coming. Other than it'll all culminate in Twin Peaks, I think. But Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Lower Palm's definitely coming back. I can pretty much guarantee that. Yeah. Yeah, but I've literally got no idea what, how it's going to end. No, same. I don't yeah. have a clue. But I'm pretty sure at this point I'm going to love it, whatever whatever it is. I mean, I've been loving it more and more. Um, with, um, I mean, I'll get onto the ratings in a moment. But yeah. I've been loving... I've been loving each episode more and more, especially in this last couple of episodes. I agree, but since like episode 12 or 13, it's really kicked up a exactly, notch now yeah. kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, I just absolutely love it. Five stars for me, easily. Same, um, it's definitely a five star. Um, I think I think I've only really given like a couple now, but past couple of episodes yeah. have been full five star episodes for me. It was funny, like last night when I watched it, I thought, oh, there's only five minutes left. I thought there was more big stuff to come. But when you look back, like quite a lot actually happened in the, it in does, the episode. Like, so. A lot, a, a lot comes together, kind of thing. So, yeah. uh, and I feel next week's gonna be have even more. Have you got any theories you want to throw out there? Or? Honestly, I, 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 I can never even begin to to try and understand what's gonna happen in a lunch work. Yeah, I don't have a clue. <laughs> I agree. I've no idea what's to come. Do you, but... do you know what I am curious about though? 
Um, we, we've we've not seen that that creature from the first episode since yeah. pretty much the first episode. The experiment, yeah. The experiment, uh, yeah. That'll come back. I'd like to know. I mean, I'm pretty much sure it's confirmed that Evil Cooper built that box to try and capture it. Yeah. You thought it'd have been a bit better prepared than making a box that'll shatter, you know, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. But I'd love to know what his plan. I just want to know what his plan is. Yeah, yeah. He's been planning something all the way through, and we're gonna find out. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, yeah, do you want to quickly do social media before we finish? Yeah, I'll give out social media. Um, I'll give out my personal one first. Um, um, I can be found at the st nick on Twitter. Yeah, I'm at Taylor nineteen eighty. And we've got the main podcast Twitter, which is at DST Podcast. Yep. And we also have a Facebook page, which is, uh, well, the URL, if you're, if you're tech savvy, <laughs> savvy, tax, tech savvy, tax savvy, <laughs> tax savvy, <laughs> if you're tech savvy, um, and, and you can just type in facebook.com forward slash DST Podcast. Yep. If not, um, uh, the little search bar at the top just type in don't spot the end in podcast and you'll find us there find us there cool so uh yeah uh we'd love to hear from you go over to that facebook's the best place probably to catch us go, go over to facebook do, do we have an email that you wanted to oh give we me? do but i'm not, uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> not we, to hand, we have but, an email we don't have a clue what it is though yeah <laughs> well uh, we'll let you know that next week <laughs> yeah so uh yeah i think i'm all, all done are you you, you all done? Okay, I'm, to I'm happy to finish there yeah and we'll be back next week with part 16 second to last episode nearly done yep can't wait oh i can't can't wait yeah so uh cheers for listening and we'll catch up with you next week thanks very much goodbye cheers guys bye